right, welcome into the Keep Prowling podcast. I'm very excited to be back once again. A new guest this week, right? I'm, I'm starting this little rotation, uh, but I got a new guest this week. I'm with Gary Bro from WCCB News at 10 and also The Edge. You might be The Edge of this show. I don't know. You know, we'll see. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try my best. But, but uh, real yeah, quick, just... You are getting a lot of uh, guests in here, I noticed. Yeah, Every I mean, I, time, I got the whole like rotation. I face. Yeah, yeah. I, got the, I got the whole rotation. I love rotation. it. It's good. Uh, it's about time to, you know, swing it back around once Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Uh, definitely excited. Real quick, introduce yourself for everybody, just in case that I'm sure they have seen you before, but in case they haven't. Just, just let yeah, no worries. My name is uh, Gary Brode. I'm the uh, evening anchor here at WCCB News, also co-host of The Edge, which uh, airs directly after at 11 o'clock. Uh, longtime journalist, uh, even longer time NFL and sports fanatic. I uh, used to be a football coach for a little while oh, okay. and played football in high school and yeah, I just love sports and kind of made it uh, my life. So here what, we are. What, uh, what level did you did you get a chance to coach? I, I coached uh, high school okay. um, and then one year of uh, middle school, which was that was a challenge. Right yeah. now, <laughs> what what did you uh, what, what did you learn from that that experience? Do you patience? Yeah, yeah patience was number one. I, I think uh, I was young when I was myself was uh, when I was coaching, and you just kind of learned that. Uh, you have to have fun first and foremost, but yeah, it's just all about progressing kids. This sounds so cliche, but progressing kids, not just as athletes, but as human beings, because I remember like me personally, my football coach, a couple of them had such a profound impact on how I was and how my personality was growing up, you know, especially going through high school and even a little bit into college. So I had to keep that in mind of, you know, whatever you say is going to impact them. However, Mm -hmm. your action, whatever your actions are, it's going to impact them. So I think that was a kind of made me mature a little bit, too, as a human being. You know, I've done a little bit of sports reporting in my day. And for me, I, you know, I was, high school sports was the main focus. I was mm-hmm. in a small, small town. We focused on high school sports. No, I get it. On one hand, we were trying to make it feel like it was their big network, yeah. you know. But on the other hand, you know, we had to give kind of true and honest opinions. But, you know, try not to offend too many people because, of course, we're still dealing with kids at that point. Of course. So, you know, that, that was a fine line I think we had to walk. It really is, especially at a high school level. I think now college has kind of opened itself up to – more of the sports talk conversation, mm-hmm. which when I was growing up, that really wasn't a conversation that you had because you didn't want to be little, like you were saying, 18, 19, 20-year-olds who were you know, really just there to get an education. Yeah. Um, but I actually th- am starting to realize that these, you know, younger, the younger generation enjoys it because, you know, it helps their Instagram and oh, social yeah. media clout. You know, it gets their name out there a they little get bit popping more. This, you know, right. They, and, they want all the cameras. Out exactly. There. And, you know, the important thing is if, if someone's talking about you, that means you're doing something right. Whether mm-hmm. it's good or bad, you're doing something right to get yeah. that conversation brewing. So I think a lot of kids have a better idea of that conversation now, too. Yeah. And then speaking of conversation, uh, kind of getting to, to our topic, so... Real quick, like the Panthers are have been the topic of conversation. Of course, of course. we're in Charlotte, so of course. of course they've been the topic around here. But I, I think having that number one overall pick that gives you an uh, that kind of next level of buzz, right? That yeah, sometimes you don't get when you're uh, a sm- kind of maybe a smaller market team. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that the Panthers have been kind of the talk of the town when it comes to free agency because they not only did they trade for the number one pick, right? They also came through and grabbed so many different people when it came to free agency. They had a busy free agency. Yes. And it's interesting because I have a hard time 
keeping up with the with, with not only the NFC but the AFC and all the because there's just so many moves. There's so many moving parts in the NFL. It never stops. It feels like it's all the time. Like I can't keep up. It, yeah, with well, all there's these, so many players yeah. too on the team. Like 53 man exactly. roster. It's, it's a lot of a lot of changes, a lot of moving and shaking that happens. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. understandable. And I mean, I kind of want to for you all watching. I want to give you guys a chance to kind of hear what the rest of the NFC South has been doing, right? Because we know, I mean, and if we don't know, in case this is your first episode watching, you, you know, tuning in, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, you may not know that the Panthers grabbed Miles Sanders and Adam Thielen and DJ Chark, right? And it, If you don't know that, you're probably not a Panthers you, you fan, probably, but, hey, I mean, or it's, been it's good to go. Yeah, yeah there you go, exactly. So it, I mean, I think it just, it, it simply just depends because, I mean, the Panthers have been talked about a lot this offseason, number one, because they have them one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young, what's he going to do? The criticisms that... You know, we've seen him kind of face from of being, course. you know, a short, you know, short in stature. But, you know, we we know the kind of heart he has. We we, we see the work ethic when you uh, listen to him, when you hear him in interviews and stuff like mm-hmm. that. When he's, I mean, from what I've seen, from what I've been a part of, I have seen him put, it seems like he's putting the work in. And it seems like, you know, he's on a trajectory to be really successful. Now, when you look at the rest of the NFC South, then you start to think like, well, what's everybody else doing? Because, I mean, you know, if, if you've listened to this show for the five or so episodes that you've heard me talk about mm-hmm. and the various guests I've had, we talked about Miles Sanders. We talked about Adam Thielen. Right? We talked about DJ Chark and Shaw Tuttle. Right? And we talked about how, you know, Von Bell and these guys who are like new additions to the Panthers. Right. But what about everybody else? You know, well, I mean, first off, if we're looking outside of the Panthers right now, clearly the Saints are the, the team – that's going to be, if they're not the best team, then the Panthers are, but they're 1A, 1B. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting Carr, you automatically have the best quarterback in the division. I mean, we don't know anything about Bryce Young, right? but it sure, certainly is not Baker Mayfield. And, you know, and I think uh, Riddle from uh, the Falcons is untested, unproven. Yeah. Um, so to have the a pro bowler... And massive amount of weapons. I mean, truly an incredible amount of weapons. I mean, if Michael Thomas could potentially be the number three receiver this year. So to say that and know that you also have Kamara in the backfield. Mm -hmm. um, They grab Jamal Williams. Grab Jamal Williams, you know, so which will take, allow Kamara to be more of the pass catcher, which is what Mm -hmm. he does. That's his thing. That's where I think I've gone back and forth on the division. Um, it's easy to like the Panthers because we're here and, you know, we saw the progression in that second half of the season yeah. last year. And I think that there will be, you know, constant progression. Mm-hmm. There's also going to be growing pains. I mean, when you're talking about a young quarterback, I, the weapons that they brought in, great names. Mm-hmm. Are they past their prime? Probably. Hmm. I mean, yeah, truly. Like, so uh, good veteran leadership, which is what you want when you bring in a 21-year-old quarterback who's undersized and probably going to have his own growing pains. I do think that the Saints are the team to watch out for. Um, With that being said, if you told me the Panthers won the division this year, I would not be shocked. And I I think that's the interesting part about it because the Saints, I think, in terms of teams – Everybody's talking about in the NFC South. If they have an NFC South discussion, it's Panthers, Saints, maybe, you know, wiggling the Falcons in there a little bit because they've made some moves, <laughs> right? But you just don't, you know, with yeah. Desmond Ritter, you don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like Bryson, you just don't know yet. Right. You know, you it's a wait-and-see scenario. But like you said, with the Panthers, 
with Jamal Williams, Alvin Kamara, Derek Hall. I mean, when you sure up the quarterback room, that's one of the most important things, if not the most important thing outside of probably offensive line. Of course. Right? When you sure up the quarterback room, and that's been their issue the past couple of years, it's felt like they've been well coached. It's felt like they've had opportunity. But at the same time, it's felt like they've been missing the quarterback. Is it Jameis Winston? Is it not Jameis Winston? Is it Taysom Hill? Is it not Taysom Hill? You know, that's been their biggest issue. And now they're sure that in with Derek Carr. And finally, Derek Carr gets a team that actually believes in him and doesn't kind of play with his emotions a little Mm -hmm. bit. Because I feel like that's what was happening in Vegas with, I mean, not only their trust in him, but also they're kind of back and forth on yeah, do we do we like you? Do you not? And, and Vegas had a tough situation, guy, and that's a, that's the problem too. Because at his age, they're getting to that point where you got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't gone really too far in the playoffs. Their success has been relatively mediocre. Uh, and then with Vegas, they're in the toughest division in football. So I get why they moved on. Um, I also don't think that it was the right call because to me, unless you are you have a clear cut quarterback of the future like I don't know why Vegas would move on because I still want to be good I mean it's still better to be pretty good it's not like the NBA where you might as well be the worst team because at least you can get you know the LeBron James women Yama (laughs) kind of draft prospect now in the NFL like you need to have a lot of good picks a few good free agents all to have to turn around your season um so yeah I think the Saints really got a significant improvement with with Carr and I think that's going to it's just a matter of, for me, how quickly does either of those top two teams and their quarterbacks pick up on the system? Yeah. Because they play each other in week two, mm-hmm. and on paper, I would think that the, Sa- the Saints are the better team. Yeah. But if Carolina decides, hey, we're going to run the ball like we did last year mm-hmm. and 25, 30 times a game, and we're not going to make Bryce Young do much, yeah. just do enough, Right. They could easily win that game in Carolina. Yeah, and, and I think at, at week two, you just don't know. Exactly. Right? You don't know yet. The The team hasn't jailed yet. The new system hasn't jailed yet. It takes probably, I, I would say, a good four weeks at least oh, just yeah. to get it going, if not half the season. And if, with, if less, yeah, with less preseason games now also, oh, yeah. just because of that, yeah, it takes longer. I mean, guys are playing maybe two preseason games. Some yeah. of them playing one now. Some of them playing none because of the recent injuries exactly. to other teams. Like you're watching other teams lose – their entire roster before the season even starts. And there's, I have a, I'm a firm believer in there is schedule plays a large role, um, not just who's good, who's bad, but also do you have the good teams early on or do you have the bad teams early on? Yeah. If you have teams that are probably lesser competition early on and you can rattle off five, six games out of seven mm-hmm. and you can build that momentum going into the tough portion of your schedule, yep. you, re- I really have, especially with young teams, I've always noticed this is that teams can play above themselves once they start getting that momentum of several games in a row. And if you look at the schedule, you know, really Carolina could potentially rattle off three, maybe four in a row, Mm because Minnesota, to me, is a big question without Dalvin Cook. And once you get that ball rolling, who knows how yeah. the season goes? And you got a lot of rookie quarterbacks out there too. Of like, course, that you're, you know, that of course the NFL was like, oh, you know, the Colts they probably gonna gra- grab a quarterback, right? The Texans they probably gonna grab a quarterback, so we gonna set these matchups up so yeah. we can get our one two or one three matchup. Definitely. You know, they gotta have that must see TV type type of matchup. I think, uh, you know, for the NFL schedule. So I think, I think yeah, I think when looking at the schedule, you can see like there's some room. 
for the Panthers to make a run. But I think it depends. It starts with, you know, they always say it starts at home. That's the old cliche, yeah. right? And it starts with this division, right? It starts with what are the Saints going to do? What are the Bucks going to do? Because the Bucks, it, you know, it feels like the Bucks had almost like a complete overhaul, right? Tom Brady out the door, right? I mean, it wasn't as good as, you know, we've typically seen Tom Brady. But, you know, I mean, Tom Brady, you give yourself a chance to compete when you've got Tom Brady regardless, mm-hmm. right? So Tom Brady out the door, he's retired, complete coaching overhaul. You lose Shaq Mason, right? You lose Fournette, you lose Brait, right? The tight end. So, but you add Baker Mayfield, right? Which yeah, I, a lot no. of people, you know, a lot, a lot of, <laughs> no, now that's no. not Tom Brady. No, yeah, I'll, I'll, no. put, I'll, I'll say that one, but a lot of people are a little bit, eh, I don't know about Baker, but Baker in the right situation he he's shown that he can be he can be formidable, right? With with the white right weapons around him, I should say, right? He he's I mean, you got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin, right? Yeah, what they do at running back and stuff like that. But with the right guys around him, I think Baker could be successful. I think the Bucks could be a sleeper team, but at the same time, like right now, it's just too early to tell. Because if you look at uh, the highlights from. Uh, their training camps and stuff—it looks awful. Not even, not even just Baker. Everybody. If we were betting a steak dinner right now, I would be <laughs> betting that the Bucks will have the number one pick in the draft next year. They're going to be awful. You think the Bucks are going to be awful? They are. This is exactly why this team is the exact definition of why it's so important to have a great quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. The team is essentially the same as when they won the Super Bowl two years ago, mm-hmm. which is absurd to think about. The only difference is Tom Brady last year showed his age, and they were barely a playoff team. They really shouldn't have been. A I mean, sub the, the, the Panthers were playoff. almost a playoff right, team. <laughs> exactly. And then for this year, they have essentially the same team. Like the losses you were talking about, Losing your Cameron Braid, I mean, that's, come on, that's not moving the needle. That is not enough to be a plus or minus for wins. And if you look at the roster now without Tom Brady and and now adding Baker Mayfield, Mm -hmm. when I look at that, I say that is a bad team. That is truly a bad team. I I mean, and that's fine. And Mike Evans is a top five to ten, probably ten receiver. Godwin. I know some teams that are taken. Absolutely. If if they want to do the whole uh, yard sale, let's get rid of everybody. I know some teams that will take a lot of that talent off of there. But I think losing Leonard Fournette is also big, too. Because Mm -hmm. now I think he's taken a step back over the last couple of years. But he was a key contributor to that Super Bowl team. So, I mean, I think what they're going to do at running back is kind of... Running backs age in dog years, though. So, to me, I mean, Fournette is pushing 30. He might as well be 75 years old at this point. (laughs) I I just... uh, To me, that's not... Losing Fournette is... uh, He's a goal linebacck. I mean, that's that's what he... He's Ezekiel Elliott at this point. Those guys... I, do I trust him with you know fourth and one at the at the one yard line? Yeah, sure. Do I trust him to give me four and a half yards per carry for twenty <laughs> carries? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, this is still a quarterback league. So, mm-hmm. if your quarterback who has shown time after time after now time again that he even when he has weapons around him because he had a ton of weapons around him in Cleveland yeah. and was miserable, absolutely dreadful to the yeah. point. Where they paid Deshaun Watson the highest guaranteed amount of money in history. And I know a lot of people are upset about that. But for me, for a team that's been in, I mean, what, quarterback purgatory it's felt like for 20, 25 years, I don't blame them. Right? I, I, I mean, no. you, you, at some point, you got to take a chance on something you know is a sure thing. And Deshaun Watson coming off of. Uh, a year and a half away, yes, but with a real offseason, with a chance to, you know, kind of get himself back right, it, you know, I, I think is 
it's a better option than Baker Mayfield. And I oh, I personally like Baker Mayfield. I like the underdog story of him. I like the kind of brashness of him. But I think Baker is a guy who he needs the proper coach, right? And he needs the proper guys around him to get open and give him easy windows to throw the ball. I, I, I would say that about 95% of not just quarterbacks, but players in the league, they need the right system, the right coaching. Um but ultimately, when you have the weapons that Baker had, and there was a lot of them in, mm-hmm. in Cleveland, you know, when the Cleveland Browns have you for four years, and the Cleveland Browns, one of the worst franchises, and I grew up outside of Cleveland, they decide, sorry, dude, you're not good enough. We got to move <laughs> you, on. You win the we first playoff game in 20 years, and they're like, eh, but that was, I mean, yes, and that was awesome. I, you know, that was great. I was rooting hard for them, but at the same time, that was against a 40-year-old Ben Roethlisberger, a, a Pittsburgh Steelers team that barely snuck into the playoffs just like the Browns did. Um, that one, you know, it was great and it looked good. But the fact that they couldn't even beat the Chiefs after Mahomes was hurt, yeah, yeah that, that to me, like, I, I, I get why they yeah, moved on. It was the right call. Great, and great. so if the Browns are moving forward, I, I got no... You know, no faith you in, got no in faith Baker in Mayfield Bucks. when it comes to the Bucks. So, okay, so, you know, the Bucks, and then we, we get to the Falcons, who I feel like quietly had a pretty decent offseason. Grabbing Calais Campbell, right, grabbing, retaining Lorenzo Carter, Johnny Smith, adding him to that Kyle Pitts, you know, two mm. tight end attack if that's what they want to go with. Jesse Bates they grab, Mac Hollins, the wide receiver, Scotty Miller, who I think are more depth pieces than anything, yeah. right, like guys to add to the guys they already have. Um, but then we remember they shipped off Calvin Ridley. Uh, that's another yeah. one that 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 you lose. But they grabbed Jeff Okuda for the for the secondary, which I, well, I think their defense will be fine. I think their offense is what I'm concerned about for the Falcons. And then, then Bijan Robinson, right? Like he's an interesting guy. I, I think that that's he is the only reason why they could potentially win five games this year. Mm-hmm. Because if they decide, and they do go with that two tight end set, and they decide we're going to run the ball 25 times a game, they go pick up Greg Roman. They're going to do that. <laughs> Not a bad idea. He's out there. Yeah, I know. Um, I, that's the only way. To me, they're they're a terrible team too. I mean, really, this is two man race. This is a two man race, a two horse race, and I don't see even having a conversation. The Falcons, without a proven quarterback, and the Bucks having a provenly bad quarterback, <laughs> I just can't understand. Like uh, you know, like you mentioned, Clay Campbell, he's a great player. Six years ago, you know, like yeah. he he's up there in age. Like you mentioned, some guys he there. Can't be your guy. No, like that's not a guy who's go. Uh, all of these pieces are great. Scotty Miller, those are good pieces. If you are an eleven win team and you're trying to make that next jump, yeah. What they grabbed right there were the unwanteds and threw a Taylor few Hunt. million more Taylor on the contract. Yeah, I mean, just in case And that's just it. You know, these are guys that didn't work out, um, and there's a reason for it. And so, no, it's a, it's the misfit toys over in, over in Atlanta <laughs> and the unwanteds in the Bucks. Yeah, and and I think going back to it, it it's, it's so I think we discovered it's a kind of a two team race. It's the Saints, it's the Panthers. Way too early to give a prediction, but what do you think? Well, I, I went through this um, on a show previously, and I have the uh, Bucks winning. I'm sorry, the uh, Saints winning eight games, and I think the Panthers will win nine games, which will be enough mm-hmm. to get them into the playoffs. With that being said, you know if you have expectations as a Panthers fan that 
other than maybe sneaking into the playoffs, then you know you, you're a fanatic and not a fan. Like you don't know enough about football. They're not going to be that good of a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, their pickups were not great. They're you know all good names, but no one is in their prime currently. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders. You don't and, think Adam Thielen could be? No, absolutely not. Or DJ Chark, maybe none, none of those guys. Maybe are, not DJ Chark, but guys who. And, and like I said, I, I feel I feel like the Panthers are probably a year or two away, right? Even with the guys they currently have to add in a couple pieces next year. But Jonathan Mingo has potential to be really good. Yeah. Now, Jonathan Mingo paired with Adam Thielen get a chance to little, learn a little bit. Maybe next year he you know he becomes kind of that that of course a one guy. I thought I thought that was a great draft pick. Mm-hmm. I did. I mean, I personally would have preferred they kept DJ Moore. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But so. With, That's a good question, because and and I'll let you finish because I don't want you to lose your point. But I have a question to kind of riddle off of that. No, because I I'm a firm believer when you're a rookie quarterback, there are certain things that you go like you look for. Uh, tight ends tend to have very good seasons when you uh, have a rookie quarterback because that's their their kind of dump off mm-hmm. um, receiver there. And then when you have a high level and he, and more was a high level receiver. There's, I think, that added level of confidence that that a young quarterback can have where you could just say, I'm going to throw it over that way um, and see what he can do. Now, with the flip side of that, there's also the argument that a lot of young quarterbacks force the ball into that number, clear-cut number one receiver. Yeah, Yeah, and I I think that Thielen is an interesting pick just for pickup just for the sake of, yeah, that veteran leadership, like you said. Um, Is he a 1,000-yard receiver? I'd be surprised. I mean, I truly, I'd be surprised. Is he there to pick up the first downs and have three or four catches a game? And if that's what you brought him in for, yeah, great. Is that and I, and I guess the question would be, is that going to be enough? Of course not. Yeah, but I, I will not from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, I mean, really, they're they're relying on Miles Sanders, right? To I, have one more great season. I, I think they're relying on Miles Sanders, but I think I could see them being similar to kind of what, what the Ravens did first couple of years with Lamar. Mm-hmm. Right where they kind of they're going to lean into the run game, play the possession game, right? Let Bryce Young kind of ease him in, let him learn, right, and have some guys that he can easily get the ball ball to. Because I mean, we know uh, Bryce Young's a guy who's going to move around, he's going to find his window, yeah. and I think that's that that that's what could kind of edge him over other guys is his ability to move around and, and make these big plays. So that's my concern, though, is that when they rely you. When they rely on the run game, and you mentioned the Ravens, you know, I mean, they, Lamar Jackson ran for what eleven hundred yards or something. Yeah, he ran, like he that, ran for a thousand yards back to back seasons. It probably should have been four in a row if, if he doesn't get hurt. But yeah, that, that's, but that's Jeff by concern. a million paper. But that guy, anyway. but he's significantly larger than Bryce Young. And yeah. If you are, I, I just have that concern that if you're already deciding we're going to rely on the run, and that includes Bryce Young. Uh, I've already had um, major issues with his size. I'm a firm believer that literally the numbers do not work. Mm-hmm. I mean, if all people are going to say is Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Drew Brees. I get it, but Drew Brees had several years in early on in his career where he was not good. He was also injured. He had to find the right system, which was Sean Payton. Yeah. I am not a believer overall that a guy of Bryce Young's size can have a long career. Can they have a few good years? I mean, Kyler Murray had a couple of pretty good seasons early on in his career, but we're already seeing how that's playing out. He runs the ball a lot. He has tremendous talent, just like Bryce Young does, Mm -hmm. but he's young and they're the same size. 
it is just a human fact that if a 350-pound man is piled on top of you, yeah. play after play, and you are five foot eight, mm-hmm. and I've seen those pictures, he's probably five foot eight. <laughs> things are going to happen. He, he's five ten in a football uh, size. If you say so, yeah, with the cleats <laughs> on and, and, and the helmet. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, there's just physically, he's just he's not there, and I maybe it's an old school mentality that I have. But it's just, it's very alarming to me to have a guy of that size. Talent-wise, man, he's at the top. Yeah. And, no question. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think they should run him nearly as much as Lamar ran in his first two, three seasons. Right. But I will say, I think they should use his skill set to his advantage, right? Use, okay. use what he does best to his advantage. And that's not necessarily even run. More so, it's just, you. yes, I, I am small, but... I can move around enough to find to find Adam Thielen who's going to get open, to find DJ Chark who's going to get open, to find Jonathan Mingo who I hope is going to get open. So I think I think Bryce Young, yes, I think his height could be a concern, and this will probably be uh, a conversation conversation until he's out of the career. Yeah, yeah. so it'll probably be a conversation for over and over and over again. But I think at the same time, I think Bryce Young he kind of plays. Like, because Drew Brees to me is not a good comparison to Bryce Young. I think Kyler is a little bit. I more, think Kyler's spot right? on. Yeah. Uh, because at least you know Drew Brees. I don't even know how Drew Brees did it. Right? Like Drew Brees just stood in the pocket. He didn't move barely at all, mm-hmm. and somehow you know he's a top passer in the league all time. But it's like if Drew can do it, then I, I see some potential there for Bryce. Right? But then I, I can understand the concerns too. Like I, I can see both sides, but it makes me wonder because going back to an initial point that you had made. You said you'd rather have DJ Moore. Do you think they? Do you think the Panthers get Bryce Young if they kept DJ Moore? And if they don't, who who would who would you have said they should have went after then? I mean, they still had to go quarterback. Of course. I mean, I'm assuming that they they dumped DJ Moore in that just to get the, the cap space because they were paying him twenty million dollars a year. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. lot for a receiver when you're not going to be an amazing offensive team. I will, I don't know if that's that was the icing on the cake. I don't know if they could have given up a second round pick, an extra second round pick down the road. I, I don't know how that would have worked. I thought that if you all are going to draft a quarterback and you have this young, dynamic guy who wants to seem like he wanted to stay in Carolina, was not asking out, why get rid of him? Why not keep him? Why not have that security blanket. Yeah, for for and those who who don't know who you're talking about, man, man. DJ Moore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so to me, it's like why not have that security blanket and grow that rapport for years to come. I mean, they're they're so the both of them are so young, yeah. and you would think you want to keep that going as long as possible. I didn't like it for that reason. I loved it for the Bears. I thought the Bears got a great deal between yeah. having keeping fields, getting some picks. Getting a number one receiver, you which know they want, you know they wanted B. John Robinson. He just they slipped right past. Of course, right out, of right course. Out, but yeah, I I just thought that I thought if I was going to give up that much as a Carolina Panthers fan, mm-hmm. I would have preferred to wait till next year and get Caleb Williams from USC, who is yeah. you know the top prospect since Andrew Luck. Because I mean, you were right, you were right there, like right in the playoff hunt, and the NFC. I don't want to say it's gotten worse, but you lose a top talent mm-hmm. in Aaron Rodgers. So you take the Packers, you're like, I don't know what they are. Either. Yeah. Yep. It it became be begins to become like, what what is the NFC and who knows? I mean, to me, the NFC is a, a three horse race. You know, I think it's clearly Niners and Eagles, and yeah. then I, as a Cowboys fan, I shouldn't say this, but Cowboys are probably that that you know next tier. 
but I think it's you know those two and the Cowboys have the yeah. talent to get up to that level. It's tough. It's not easy. Because it's like you know, it's it's the uh, got to be quicker than that commercial. Yeah. Like it's it's that. Like it's they're so close every year. There's so much talent every yeah. year, but then it's like. Just one misstep here, bad coaching here, picking up Mike McCarthy. Oh, sorry. You know, like, it's yep. it's it's these bad decisions that just don't make sense. Well, and I think, you know, and I know you don't want to talk Dallas, so we'll, <laughs> I'll stay off of it. But I'm just not a big Dak Prescott guy. I think he's had his opportunities and proven he's a mediocre quarterback with a really good team. I, I like Dak at first. I think as time has went on, he's kind of proven, unfortunately, the doubt is right. Yeah. You know, like, I think he's, he's, had, had, enough he's had some good seasons, yeah. but... You know, we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, just just to wrap up, I think I think we're we're leaning towards it's either well, Saints or Panthers. Where where do you have the Saints and Panthers? You can I mean I, I you can you can lean one way or the other. Yeah. Right? So for me, I I would I kind of I'm interested in in the way you said it nine to eight type situation. Yeah. Right, nine wins versus eight wins. Um, I think it's going to depend on their head to head matchups, um, and I think. I think the Panthers will edge them out. I think the Panthers are I don't want to say more talented because I think the Saints are I think the Saints are more talented than what meets the eye. Offensively. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think so. But I mean the Saints defense is gonna be good too. They're always good. Yeah. Uh they, they tend to stay pretty consistent. And then with the Panthers, I mean their defense, it seemed like they were pretty good too. So I mean, they're kinda like one A, one B. Like sure. it's it's gonna be a back and forth race throughout the whole time and and you know you're probably not gonna even know which one, and it's possible they both make the playoffs because they're it's top heavy and then there's everybody else. Yeah, I, I when I look at the schedules and everything, I I see the ceiling is maybe one game lower for the Panthers, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's based on having a rookie quarterback. You know that's a very tough situation to come into. They weren't a very good team. They just had a really great second half of the season. And they didn't improve their offensive weapons other than Miles Sanders. Um, but with the I Saints, I can't believe you don't think Adam Thielen and DJ Chark are good additions. I mean, there's a Hayden Hurst is, I mean, a former first round pick. There's a like, lot of first round picks that don't make them good. I mean, but, but I mean, Hayden, off, but these Hayden Hurst did well in, in Cincy. Now maybe it's because when I when I did see him play the Ravens, he just was so amped up <laughs> to yeah. to get his revenge. Maybe that's you know it's a little bit biased of seeing him a couple more times. I don't think it's a bad choice, and again, I think he'll have a better season than he did the last few years because he will be that kind of go-to target, mm-hmm. which is, you know, like I said, tight ends tend to have better seasons when their quarterbacks are younger. Um, but as far as Thielen, look, I, Thielen is a solid player when he's healthy. The problem is he's never been – he has not been healthy in several years, um, and when he was not no longer the number one – which was clearly the case last year with Justin Jefferson. He was not getting open. He was not getting the targets. Um, and that could just be because of the greatness of Justin Jefferson. I don't I know. Um, but ultimately, if you're not on the field, what good are you Your to me? The ability is available. Absolutely. DJ, DJ Shark, same situation, though. And there's a reason why they signed him to a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think they believe that this time next year he'll be on the team. So you're really just bringing in him in hopes that maybe he could be a number two. Yeah, there's, it, it gives you more more depth because I think honestly, I think their hope is Jonathan Mingo breaks out, of like course. just become like becomes the NFL comparison that they had him as is AJ Brown, right? Becomes that guy, mm-hmm. that guy who can get open and that's time, a great that guy yeah. who can you know make a splash whenever you need that splash. Yeah, I think that's what they're hoping. Yeah, I, and that's but I just don't I don't like I thought it was a lot of name big names. I just didn't. I thought it was too late. 
these guys mm-hmm. that were picked up are just too late. Even Miles right. Sanders, if the you know the Super Bowl contending team like the Eagles don't want him on their team, and they do have the enough cap space to keep him, which they mm-hmm. did, why wouldn't they keep him? Well, yeah. it's because they know as a as a running back. You're getting toward the latter half of your career. Yeah. And I think they knew, too, that they were about to put a big deal into Jalen Hurts. They were going to, sure. you know, they're going to invest in. But they still had enough money to keep Sanders yeah. if they wanted to. Yeah. But is it worth it to keep a, what, 27-year-old mm-hmm. who just had his best season and realistically will decline? I mean, yeah, that's a pretty common thing with running backs. Yeah. I can't say I blame them. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll definitely see how it goes. I hope I'm wrong. I, you know, I, I hope so, too. You know, I, I think I think a lot of people listening are probably, are probably hoping so, but at the same time, like, you know, you have to be a realist in the situation, yeah. too. You know, you can't just be like, well, they signed a bunch of players, and, you know, I, I, I like your perspective of how they fit together, right? How, you know, what's – Really, what's realistically, what are we looking at for this season? And uh, kind of for, for you all who are watching, too, I, I, I want to know Saints or Panthers or Bucks or Falcons, <laughs> depending on which one. You don't one. have to waste the, yeah, the, the, I mean, the keyboard they, on that one. We know, it's a, yeah, we know where it's going <laughs> yeah. there. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, again, I think that the Saints have a lower ceiling, potential for a 10-win season. Uh, Panthers... Could be as low as six just because they have a rookie quarterback. But if you told me that they win nine or ten games this year, it won't be crazy. I mean, they have a good enough defense. They have a good running game. Sanders can still be very productive. Mm -hmm. Was he worth the the massive contract, the the three or four years? No, probably not. I hope I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's just a matter of does Bryce Young turn the ball over or not. Yeah, and I I think – I don't know. I'm expecting something electric from this offense, finally, for for the first time in a long time. (laughs) And maybe maybe I maybe I'm a year too early, kind of like I just said. Maybe I'm Probably. a year too early. Maybe next year it'll be that electrifying, you know, most electrifying offense. I'm looking. Here's for. where I think you you're not necessarily wrong, is because a lot of younger quarterbacks they do come in, and defensive coordinators are not used to their their the way that they're scheming, the way that the, this quarterback plays. Mm-hmm. So we see it often where early on. Teams have no idea, especially first half of the season, right. how to stop these guys. What's the you know what's the offensive system that we're going to put around Bryce Young? So he might have some pretty good success, and then you know maybe sophomore slump like we see very often. Uh, that's why I think that there is that high. That there's a ceiling there that um, there's you know, nine or ten. If you told me playoffs, not going to yeah. okay. say no. Okay. I think we will definitely see one more time. So that that question kind of of this podcast is who will win the NFC South? Who? I you know, I don't know. I mean, you, you probably could throw all the options out there and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But definitely, Gary, I appreciate you for yeah, uh, coming for by and joining me. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We have to do it again. I'm okay. totally fine with that. We'll talk Cowboys next time. Oh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't want y'all to turn it off because I, I know, you know, that I don't Cowboys know, I can't, are up here. I can't even talk Cowboys anymore. I'm so tired of it. Like you said, it's too hard on Too, too hard, hard on me. But definitely uh, appreciate you for coming by. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Keep Prowling Podcast.